What's it going to be today? Skyline three-way or cheese conies? Hmm, that's a tough one. I know. Give me a Skyline three-way and cheese conies. Problem solved. Feeling good. It's Skyline time. Need quality and accessible health care at a minimal cost? Get Antidote Health. We offer individual and family plans with zero co-pays for online doctor visits 24-7, pediatric visits, mental health care, and more. Some plans even have a cashback benefit, and you'll get access to top-tier providers like Cleveland Clinic. Open enrollment has started, so sign up today at antidotehealth.com slash start. Dollar co-pays and cashback not available on all services or prescription drugs. Consult your plan for more information. Josh Allen, looking deep, going deep. To me, talking about the Bills, what else would you rather be doing? We're hoping to add a, a new dimension to the Cover One Network. Slings it deep downfield, Right now, I just want to talk about this championship level. I've never had a championship caliber team to talk about. I want to focus more on the storylines each week. What are the big stories going on with the Bills? What are uh, thoughts, commentary? How do these things impact Buffalo? Deep drop. Deep throw. And it is pulled in for the touchdown. Allen deep to the end zone and caught for a touchdown. Play action. Welcome into a new edition of the Going Deep Podcast. I'm your host today, Kevin Masseri, here as always with Mike Bunt for a trade deadline edition. We're talking some Jets with Let's Talk Jets, and Tyson Rock will be on the show here shortly on um, the next five to ten minutes, so we'll have a Jets preview. Uh, but first and foremost, we had a busy roster day. It was a trade, de- trade deadline day, so we're really excited to get into that. Bills make a move. Bills were active. The rest of the league was active. Uh, some big moves around the league. It's been busier this year than it has Last year and this year, then it had like 10 years prior, probably uh, between the combo of the two years. Really good day to be a Bills fan. You saw Trey White come off the PUP list. Uh, he's at least going to be seeing some snaps, most likely, maybe an inactive. So we'll get into that a little bit. You have a new acquisition. Uh, Naeem Hines is coming over from uh, from Indianapolis for a six-round pick in Zach Moss. Perfect deal. That's exactly what I was looking for on that front. And then an old friend, old f- uh, friend of Sean McDermott, a guy that, that Atlanta felt like uh, uh, feeling like they needed to deal over to give the Bills some safety, even though they're in the thick of it. They thought a seventh-round pick was enough for Dean Marlowe coming back to the Bills to be uh, premier safety depth for the team. We'll see what happens with the Jordan Poyer uh, news and situation. Mike, all that being said, man, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. It was a wild trade deadline day. Uh, definitely a lot more going on than I anticipated. Um, even with the bills, I, I did not expect all the moves to happen right as uh, the deadline uh, came to an end. But uh, I feel like if you're a Bills fan, you're you're feeling positive right now. Some good moves uh, added. Um, a nice pass catching running back in in Hines, and then Dean Marlowe comes back. Some solid safety depth. We don't know what's going on with Jordan Poyer yet. So uh, that move would seem to indicate they need him for at least uh, uh, the close uh, for a period of time going forward. So uh, good day overall and just exciting day in the NFL. And I'm going to give you some good news and notes. Naeem Hines is the eighth ranked past catching back in DVOA among all qualified backs. Um, That was the back that they deemed 
to be tradable. Uh, he did this out of Indy's offense, who's had a quarterback benching, quarterback injuries, offensive coordinator, Frank Reich issues. Uh, he is ahead of actually in DVOA, ahead of guys like Devin Singletary, Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, Christian McCaffrey, coming in at eighth DVOA in pass catching ability. Uh, so that's that's a really cool uh, cool stat. He's also number one in catch rate at eighty nine percent. So um, that's 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 a good news and note and nugget. Um, he's also returned a bunch of punts in his career, 73 return punts fumbled. He's fumbled three of them. Um, for instance, that's about half the rate as, uh, Tavon Austin and about a third of the rate as 15%, uh, from Isaiah McKenzie. So there's a lot of really good news and stats you can point to here. This is, this isn't, did they trade for Jonathan Taylor, Mike? No, that's not what the move was necessarily for. Although, who knows if he was available in, in any sort. They seem to be fully rebuilding there in Indy. But this is totally the back they were hoping for in J.D. McKissick. Outperforms J.D. McKissick, and the Bills got him at a fraction of the cost. Yes, it did come at the expense of Zach Moss, a guy that had been whittled out of the offense. And I think in a perfect world, the Bills would have liked to have used him more against Green Bay, but that game tightened up. I do think that they were expecting to show him to the rest of the league that he's okay. Uh, that's purely what I believe was part of the plan, why they activated him over others on game day. Uh, but obviously uh, the game went a certain way in the end in the fourth quarter, they weren't able to do so, but he leaves with a six round pick with the potential to be a fifth. I haven't seen the condition yet on how they gets to a five. I'm not exactly sure how a second running back gets to improve their condition. Maybe it's based on how far the bills go. I don't know. It's a weird condition to put on us on a, on a second running back to see how far they would go, but he really is potentially going to be utilized as a one B. I don't think Brandon Bean just traded for him for depth. Um, I think depth is nice and I do think he can fill in if Singletary goes down, but I do think he's more of a one, a one B with Singletary and he's going to do the exact things that you'd want him to do. The things they were planning on JD McKissick doing, and they get him for about $2 million this year. You take Zach Moss's head off the, off the cop, off the cap. You're about, about one, three on the cap this year, eating up a majority of their remaining cap. So not sure. The only questionable thing there is Mike, even if Godell Beckham Jr. chooses the Bills, I'm not exactly sure how he fits now, even taking away that freedom, um, that the small freedom that they did have. So the Bills would have to get really creative if they are going to entertain Odell Beckham Jr. here at the end of November. Uh, but we talk about him enough. We'll get into him probably as soon as our next show um, for Odell Beckham Jr. But what is your opinion on his on, on Naeem Hines' ability to be a premier pass-catching running back? I think he's definitely going to offer an instant upgrade in that regard for the Bills. I'm not expecting him to be a dynamic player for Buffalo moving forward. I'm not, I know all offseason we've been talking about James Cook uh, really stepping up and before that McKissick really having a big role. I don't think Hines comes to this offense and suddenly is catching three, three four or five passes a game. I mean, I guess it's possible. He's brand new to this team. I think it's going to take him a few weeks to get integrated with everything. And then um, as time goes by, he'll carve out a role. Um, I, I'm excited to see what he brings. It's obvious the Bills have been looking for uh, this this facet of the offense that they haven't been able to truly get to um, so far with James Cook. I, I like the the approach of continuing to be patient with, with Cook, letting him earn his reps. But th this is an upgrade. This is going to be a guy that will add um, another, like I said, a, a, another look to to this Bills offense, and and that's just an addition. I'm not expecting, like I said, anything massive, anything great. You look at what he's done this year, just under 200 yards receiving, not really much uh, in the running game, but his speed, his ability to um, get dump-off passes, you can 
do uh, special things, just sweeps, different, just different things that you can bring forward now uh, to keep defenses on their toes. Yeah, shout out to Let's Talk Jets and Tyson. He's coming on the show here momentarily. Uh, we're at the 6.30 hour, so he'll be coming on to talk Jets. And to talk what the Jets just went through the Patriots and them like slightly selling a backup defensive end, uh, which is an interesting interesting decision um, from their trade deadline over there in New York. So we'll talk to James to- Robinson, can't, can't forget about that. Yeah, James, James Robinson did come over. They wanted to have to do, but you lose a guy like Brees Hall, you have to fill in that void. And uh, you'd rather have Hall, but... Strong move by the Jets to at least replace uh, replace him for the, the time being. Yeah, and I mean, I think he – we know we're a fan of Bryce Hall here on the show. This is, he's, he's definitely a, a fan of the Going Deep podcast. He's on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just thought it was the next choice. If the cornerback – if Elam was gone, if the cornerback had gone, he was like the last one. I do believe that Brees Hall was still someone the Bills are heavily considering. Just never really were in the right range to be able to consider him. Uh, they were – hoping that him or Walker probably would go. They, they've now spent multiple assets, multiple picks, no matter how you want to rank them, if you're allowed to lump them together or not. You know, I was getting into it on Twitter on like what counts as a meaningful asset and what doesn't. Um, so it's just a matter of what you'd like to do with the running back room. But to me, the Bills have already shown a precedent to be thinking about it. They're thinking about the running back room at all times. Um, so that's really what's important to the Bills that they've been trying since free agency to shore this running room up and to make decisions on the running back room uh, that they've, they're spending a lot of energy on it. So if you consider an asset to an energy, I do. I think that Brandon Bean's been considering his, his play and his path to the roster for a year now and what he wants to do with this room. It must be nice to have the quarterback, uh, but he is, he's been sinking some significant time and energy into how he wants to formulate this running back room down to the draft with James Cook, losing out on JD McKissick. It's really interesting because Mike, uh, He's signed Naeem Hines. That is, he's signed through three more, two more years in this year, three years, two and a half years, we'll call it. They could cut him, sure, but he has a very lucrative deal. It's not a lot. It's by stretch about what you pay JD McKissick, what you were looking to pay JD McKissick in a way. It's an interesting deal because it kind of coincides close to as long as you have Cook. So now you have both of them. So similar ish players, different in their own ways, but now you're going to have those two. All you might have to do next year, and maybe we don't have to think about it as much, is re-sign Singletary for a nominal amount, and then you have three players who have no the offense. You don't really have to worry about it like you did this year for a year straight, roughly, and you finally kind of righted the wrongs of Moss not not working out for you. So is that the plan, or do you really think this is an eight-week move? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I really do think the Bills value having three running backs. I, I was saying it all offseason when they had Zach Moss, and I know you laughed at me, but I, I saw why the Bills wanted him. It just didn't work out with Zach Moss. He wasn't a good enough football player. But I do think this is a long-term thing. They've been going after guys like this for the whole offseason. McKissick didn't work out, but now uh, that you have – uh, Heinz here. I, I think it is going to be something that they're going to prioritize with different skill sets, like what the Patriots did for a long time. And now we got Ty here, so let's uh, let's get the Jets talk going, Kevin. We already have some of his fans out here uh, uh, ready to talk to him. So, Ty, how's it going? Uh, must be a, a good time in Jets Nation, supporting a winning team. Uh, you must be loving this right now. Well, I mean, first of all, good talking to you guys, but not really a good time after a Patriot game, man, when we lose it. So, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, in one bad game, it's it's okay. Still five we, and three. 
We've all yeah, had our Patriots moments die. We all know that. Bro, that was brutal on Sunday because we were so fired up. We're not used to, you know, we're not used to the success. We're rolling like this is our statement game. We're going to, you know, turn the page. And then that happens. And you're like deflated a little bit. You know, it's just like we, we were so rare to go, man. It was just so disappointing. So, but we're moving on. Yeah, that's, that's about all you can do. And we're just kind of finishing up the trade deadline here. How do you think the Jets did? I mean, obviously inquiring Robinson uh, to, uh, to, to take over for our, our, our boy, Brees Hall. A lot of Bills fans wanted Brees Hall. We saw the flashes. Glad we were right about that. Um, and the Bills still, as they did today, are still looking to solve um, some of their 1B, 1C running back issues that they've had. Um, and, you know, Brees Hall is a big name into to doing that, but that was a big loss. And I think we saw it on, you know, a little bit, especially with uh, Vera Tucker as well. I know a guy you've been high on in your career um, covering him. So how did you feel they did? They went and traded a reserve defensive end that was okay. So what, how do you feel like, what's your opinion on, on kind of summing that all up? Well, the trade deadline, I mean, trading Jacob Martin, they have, they have like depth on the defensive line. You know, Bryce Huff's been really good. Jermaine Johnson coming back from injury. Vinnie Curry's been good. I mean, their defensive line's fine. So, Basically, it was just, you know, addition by subtraction at that point. Uh, getting Robinson, I think, was a help. But Brees Hall was carrying the offense, man. And he was probably on, on you could be an offensive rookie of the year if he kept going the pace he was going. He was literally carrying the offense, explosive plays, everything else. You get Robinson, you have Michael Carter, it helps. But, I mean, it's hard to replace him, man. It's, it's, it's a solid move. I like the trade. It's good value. But it's hard to replace that kind of, that kind of running back. So yeah. looking at the Jets right now, five and three. Uh, I don't know what your expectations were preseason of what you were going to see. This Jets defense is incredible right now. Uh, they are balling. I, I definitely did not see them playing at this high of a level. Um, is it sustainable for them to keep this going uh, the rest of the year? And if so, is it possible they could potentially squeak in a, a wild card or is Zach Wilson going to hold them back based on just not – having enough experience at this point in his career. This this defense has been fun to watch, man. And it, it's spearheaded by two very good corners. I mean, Sauce Gardner's been just awesome playing on a Pro Bowl caliber level. I mean, you guys know good corners. You've seen it for a long time out there. But Sauce has been great. Reed's been awesome. But the defensive front, Carl Lawson's getting back into it. And Quinton Williams is playing like almost like an all-pro. And they're relentless, man. They got speed. They got athleticism. They're flying around. They can They can rotate in pass rushers. So it's been a lot of fun to watch. Even like Quan Alexander's been a really good addition at linebacker. But the problem they're going to have right now is being on the field too much. If the offense can't score points, put together drives, the defense can't be on the field 38 minutes, 40 minutes. And that's going to be something I think is going to be a problem going forward. You know, like it's just they're good, but they're going to get gassed sooner or later. And they're going to get frustrated. You start you start trying to make the, you know, create turnovers, get more aggressive. And that, that's where big plays get given up as well. So. It's fun to watch. It's probably the best defense we've seen since the Rex Ryan days. It's just been awesome. Yeah, and you – so a, a big question. I, I forgot where you stand on this, Ty. I know we haven't, it's probably been – I think we spoke at the end of last year. How could you forget me, man? That, that just – come no, on. No, I don't forget you. Of course <laughs> not. Of course I don't forget you. Um, I think – well, first I want to talk, finish talking about the Patriots game. What, what exactly happened in that game where – I mean, I saw Zach Wilson start to play pretty good. Then I was like, ooh, he looks – I mean, he's, he's seeing ghosts now uh, to a fact of like, where is he throwing that? I know Bill Belichick is good in these situations. Yep. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, Bill's fans know as well as anybody what he's been able to do, unless you have an all-star, what he's been able to do. What what went wrong? Was it just too much to overcome offensively with the couple of the losses? Was it Wilson thinking too much? Was it, I guess, tell us 
to me, it looked like that's the game the Jets used to get into the playoffs. And now it's like yeah. they lose to the Bills. They have a battle there. Yeah, I mean, to me, it was the biggest the, the momentum swing was end of the first half. John Franklin mm-hmm. Myers gets a personal mm-hmm. foul that would, would have been, should have been a pick six. That's 17 three going into half, man. So you go from 17 three to 10 six. And then the second half, everything fell apart. Special teams have been very good. They missed a field goal. They're, you know, they're not good in kick coverage. Zach Wilson just starts throwing the ball up like he doesn't care. I'm like, they all little, like all little parts teams are breaking down. But the biggest story, other than a John Franklin Myers penalty, was Zach Wilson's terrible interceptions. He just, he just, it was awful, man. Like they're throws that you're like, this is rookie like stuff. This is like inexcusable stuff where you're like, where are we going with this? You know, and it's just, it was deflating. The defense kept holding on the field goals and the offense wasn't doing anything. And it's just, it was really, really frustrating to watch. It was the statement game. It was a game you win that game. We come in this week playing you guys. You're like, you know what? We can lose that game and we're going to still be okay. Now you lose Patriots, Bills, and then you face the Patriots in Foxborough the following week. You can't afford to lose three in a row, three division games in a row. So, and especially the game at home against the Patriots makes it even worse. So uh, it, it was it was disappointing on so many different levels, man. But you know, it's like the Jets. We don't get we don't get the calls, man. We like it's the the, the Patriot thing. We always get screwed on calls. C.J. Mosley got called for like a horrific um, penalty on Mac Jones. Mac Jones is running. He gets hit. He plays like he's dead. They get the call. He pops right up, which is ridiculous. John Franklin Myers. Then we uh, on a missed field goal, our kicker gets blasted. No call on that. And I'm not going to sit and you know complain about referees, but it's just like. These things always happen in the Patriot game for some reason. It just seems like that, at least. So you're allowed to talk about it. I'm I'm one of those people that say this, like <laughs> it matters. <laughs> it matters. You can't sit here and watch football in a vacuum and be like, if we were clean and we were yeah. um perfect, we would win. Well, well, no, no shit, you would win in those situations. Yep. Like, um, like that's not how it's played. That's how not life is. There is a human element to it, and sometimes humans are wrong. Um, It's just like calling balls and strikes in baseball. You were wrong straight up. It's just the wrong call. There's no other way to put it uh, than that wasn't a ball. That wasn't a strike or that was a penalty. That wasn't a penalty. It's the same type of idea. And to me, we talk about it in Buffalo. It matters. We the same thing we've been going through with the Patriots as well. You know, for us, it was the Dolphins game with a couple of egregious missed calls on top of them blasting out our sideline in 130 degree heat and just the games that they play down there in Miami. So we get it. Like we understand that under perfect conditions. I just, I, I mean, I don't have a, I don't have an issue with Miami. I actually thought the Jets were better in a lot of ways. I'm yeah. glad they were able to take a win. I know it wasn't against undefeated Tua, <laughs> yeah. um, but, but I, I mean, like you say, you, you can't make, they, they tell us all the time in Miami, you can't make um, excuses. Well, they started to make excuses pretty yeah, hard <laughs> um, <laughs> when they started losing the Jets and they're like, well, yeah. is this, this, and this, I think to sum that all up, penalties matter. Like if it's a yeah. bad call, it's a bad call. It changes the game. Um, Six points. It's a touchdown, dude. Like, it's just, you know, there's there's a pivotal call at the worst time. And it's just like, and this is something that John Franklin Myers did against the Bengals. He did it last year, too. But it's just like, you see it and you're like, you've got to be kidding me. It's just, it's the the way the NFL is played now. I completely understand it. But some of the calls we didn't get were just like, we we never get them ever. And you guys were owning it in the first half, completely dominating that game. And you look at that, that that stands as a pick six. You have a 17 3 lead going into the half. Um, I mean, Mac Jones was looking horrible. You guys were getting pressure. Uh, it it yeah. probably would have been a repeat of the week before where you guys dominated the Denver Broncos, where it was always a one-score game, but you felt like it was over yeah. because you knew Denver wasn't going to do anything. And oddly, I actually kind of I, – I, I know you as a Jets fan probably don't, 
But I, I actually kind of feel even more confident in the Jets going forward that they're legitimate based on uh, the way that they looked in that first half. Your defense can stop anybody. It's the offense that needs to figure it out. And what's always interesting when you have a, a young quarterback is you have those steps of the growing process where in the beginning you're okay with some of the mistakes. As time goes by, you become, you become less patient. Where yeah. Miami fans with Tua, they're now reaping some of the rewards. They're starting to talk big. They're feeling confident. Uh, we're Jets fans right now uh, in that that process with with Zach. Obviously, he's had some bad luck with injuries, and he really hasn't had a, a full season and a half of development. But when you see this defense, that's definitely playoff caliber. Yeah. How long can you be patient with him when you know that's a game? Realistically, you should have won, and just was robbed, unfortunately. It's frustrating, man, because it's like this is a very winnable game they threw away. And, you know, Dolphin fans are funny because they hated to it. What, a year ago, they wanted to ship him out and get rid of him. Now he's the savior and they love him. And they never, you know, it's just, it's funny how that works. But um, Zach Wilson fans are frustrated right now because the way he played was inexcusable. The interceptions he threw were inexcusable. And he's not, he actually hasn't played well in three weeks. Like they were winning with 100 yards passing, but the passing offense has been awful. He's not spreading it around, not making easy throws, doing all these things. And now you're now the blueprint to beat the Jets is obvious. Stop the run and dare Zach Wilson to beat you. Need quality and accessible health care at a minimal cost? Get Antidote Health. We offer individual and family plans with zero co-pays for online doctor visits 24-7, pediatric visits, mental health care, and more. Some plans even have a cashback benefit, and you'll get access to top-tier providers like Cleveland Clinic. Open enrollment has started, so sign up today at antidotehealth.com slash start. Dollar copays and cashback not available on all services or prescription drugs. Consult your plan for more information. Israel is 5,690 miles away from the U.S., 11 hours by plane. Hate travels faster. In a comment, in a post, in a second. Jewish hate is up 388% in the U.S. Black hate, Muslim hate, and Asian hate are up too. When one hate rises, they all do. Let's stand up to all hate together. Share and wear the blue square from StandUpToJewishHate.org. Can he beat you? Consistently. He'll make his one splash play. He made the big throw to Garrett Wilson. 54 yards. Looks like a great throw. Here we come. And then it's like he'll bounce a screen pass. He'll make like he, he gets erratic, gets inconsistent. And then the other question is, what's the offensive line going to be? Like, they're, they're hurting everywhere. They're not getting George Fant and Max Mitchell back till after the bye. So then it's like it's a makeshift offensive line with defenses that are going to dare you to beat them. You know, and it's, it's not easy, man. And, you know, right now they, they elevated Mike White to number two. A lot of people, like me included, I thought Zach should have been benched on Sunday after the third interception. I would have took him out because you're, it's a haphazard play. You've you, you got to hold somebody accountable. They didn't. But I think this Sunday they will. If he plays the same way he played last week, this week, You've got to pull them. You're the defense who's playing their asses off for you and be like, dude, what are you doing? Like, we're giving you the ball back. Like, you can't you can't keep playing like that. So it, uh, he's got pressure on him, man. And, and what's going on? Obviously, when Allen was a rookie here, people referred to him as sugar high Josh throughout throughout the league. And us Buffalo fans, we would defend him. We we would say, well, you know what? You're you're seeing something that's happening 10% of the time. The other 90%, he's He's showing these strides, and we were a lot more confident in, yeah. in him than what other people would, would be. And down in Miami, 
the the Tua lovers were always saying you guys aren't seeing the true Tua that he has uh, potential and regardless of what people think of Tua he's putting up the numbers to back up yep. uh, what they were saying when we're watching Zach is, are those bad interceptions is that is that the norm or is that the 5% 10% in what's leading to that the the, the one where he was rolling to the right and do it. You're, you're just, uh, it's mind numbing. It's, it's, he's not, but see the thing is, and like, that's why, like, I hate when people try to compare Zach to Josh Allen. Like, well, year two, he went here. You're like, he's his own player, man. They're different players, different animals. And Josh is one of the best quarterbacks in football. So I don't think it's even fair to do that. But the problem I have is you're not seeing growth. You're not seeing improvement. So the unfortunate thing is he missed training camp because he got hurt. So he missed, he missed preseason games. He missed the joint practices. So he missed all that valuable time. So now he's basically trying to learn on the fly, chemistry, the offense, all these different things. But nobody cares about that. We want to see you make – just make the easy throws. Make the smart throws. Manage the offense. And they were winning because the running game was so good. Brees Hall carried them. You know, he's passing for 120 yards. They're winning ugly football because the defense is good. Now you're not seeing, like, those things – like, those glimpses. Like, you haven't seen that all year. Where it's like he's he like he had one good quarter against the Steelers, which we praised him for, and then that was it. It's like very mediocre, very inconsistent. And like the, the things you talk about, you want to have something to hang your hat on. Like, all right, like you had that one really good Garrett Wilson throw. And then after that, you're like, what are you doing for three quarters? You know what I mean? Then you'll have like the one third of Mims at the end of the game. Nice play. But it's like it's just not enough. And now you're wondering what's gonna happen going forward because the expectations have changed. If you're two and five, nobody cares, right? Because you, you expect to lose. Now the, the pressure's on because you you have a team that can win football games. In, in theory, you're in the playoff hunt. You can sneak in for a wild card spot. And you don't you don't give that away because your quarterback isn't playing well. So it's it's really, really frustrating, man. And it is, I mean, there's a tremendous amount of pressure on him this Sunday, especially because I think the fans are fed up. If you're going to the game, I'm sure if he struggles the first couple of series, there'll be Mike White chance. There's gonna be all kinds of nonsense going on. And it's it's rough, man. I've always said one thing Sean McDermott excels at is confusing quarterbacks and getting the top end quarterbacks can get them, but they get anybody that's not saying anything. Yep. Um, but he's really good against rookies, first year, second year guys. Yep. Uh, he dominates in those situations. That's generally why the dolphins have struggled against the bills, you know, whatever seven straight before uh, their win uh, just this year. So they're the bills really are good in that situation. Yeah. Um, what's your opinion on what you want to see? Like, I know it's coming off the Patriots game and then you're going into the Patriots game next week. Yep. What is your expectation though? Like it seems to me outside of like a really monumental game, you'll be hearing those, those Mike white chants. Yep. Um, is that fair? Um, I mean, it depends on how he plays. I mean, he, he was, he, the problem with Zach, he was kind of smug in the post-game press conference too. Mm -hmm. He was kind of like a little bit of a jerk, which is kind of out, of out of his character, but I think it's maybe how he handles it. I don't know. Cause now he's facing the heat. You're facing a very good Buffalo's bills defense. They're probably going to tee off on him. Like my expectation for him isn't very high. Cause I think, you know, our offensive line is just banged up, man. And your, your front is so good that they're not gonna be able to run the ball. And Zach can be running for his life. He's running for his life. That's when his mistakes happen or have been happening. You know? So I think, I think fans, you know, most fans aren't going to think about the opponent in the situation to be like, you know what, Zach sucks, bring in Mike White. You know what I mean? Not to, not thinking about, you know what, you're playing a very good Bills team that's going to probably dominate the line of scrimmage. So it's it's a tough spot, dude, but it's just fans want more. They just want to see more. They want to see a, a competent offense, and you really haven't seen that. 
Yeah, Elmo. It looks like you got <laughs> Elmo's. Well, where's my guy Ephraim? Where's Ephraim? <laughs> he's, he's, Elmo's got, a, he's a character, man. Yeah, I see that. I mean, hey, he's feeling good. He's, he's coming off of uh, feeling like uh, he's going to have the upset. I mean, <laughs> hey, I like the confidence. You I know? do. You know, the Jets actually, the, the season finale, was it last year? One, the Jets have played the Bills competitive yeah, in yeah. certain stretches. Um, yeah. Better than some other teams have over the recent years. The Jets' defense, obviously dynamite. How do you think they're going to fare against the Bills' offense? I always, it always used to be defense wins championships, but yep. now it's more of an offensive-minded uh, league. Do the Jets have the guys to slow down the Bills' offense enough to make this a game on Sunday? I can't wait to see how the Jets cover Diggs. I, I can't wait to see our corners against your receivers. You know, I'd like our pass rush. Obviously, Josh is very mobile, and your offense is creative. You can run the ball a lot. But I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated, man. Like, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how we match up because this is their best test of the season. It, by far, you know, they haven't, you know, they've been facing quarterbacks that have been, you know, backup quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, everything else. This is the best of the best with, you know, with, with great receivers. So I'm, I can't wait, man. I think you have, if anything, I wouldn't be surprised you guys try to attack our linebackers, try to attack our safeties, maybe not even go at some of the corners, you know. But uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I just, my fear is that the defense holds their own and the offense doesn't. And then things just start falling apart or we give away the ball, like, you know, stupid interceptions or whatever else. And that gives you guys favorable field position. You take advantage of that. You know, it's just, I'm just being honest. Like I hate saying this kind of stuff. Like I hate saying, you know what? I just don't have a lot of faith in the Jets offense right now. It was funny just going back earlier in the year. I remember the Browns win, the, the, the miracle win you guys had against the Browns. And I was watching, I don't know if it was a clip that you guys posted after the fact of, what you were saying with two minutes left to go. And uh, I I feel like that might be a conversation that Jets fans are having this week going up against the Bills feeling like, oh, it's such a tough challenge. But you never know. Things happen. And uh, I, I, this is the best I've felt about the Jets in quite some time. Obviously, the quarterback, we got to figure that out uh, going forward. But I feel like the Jets are are starting to build something. Yeah. Um, you, you look at the rest of the AFC, the West has not turned out like people thought. You have two teams there that are probably playoff contenders, the other two yeah. going nowhere. The AFC South is horrible. Then basically you have Cincinnati in the North, and then you got Miami and you guys in the East. Conceivably, even if you guys lose this week, you guys have a shot. Yep. Uh, it, this is meaningful football. How is it? There, there has to be some excitement, I guess. Even though it's not fun coming off a loss and potentially a two-game yeah. losing streak, there has to be some some joy that it's finally coming together, uh, even in spite of the offense at times. Oh yeah, I mean, right now it's like the team has an identity. It's the defense. The defense is you know you have Quinn Williams, you have Sauce. I mean, Sauce is becoming a superstar in New York. So you can kind of hang your hat on that. Special teams have been very good. And you look at, you know, that's why I wanted to win this last game so bad. Because you still got to pay, you play the Bears, the Lions, the Jaguars. In theory, for the Jets, those are winnable games, right? So just and say that happens, that's eight wins. You beat the Patriots, that's nine. You're there. You're right in that wild card mix. So now to me, it's like now the game in New England in two weeks, you got to win that game. Gotta that's a it. must. You, you have to win it, dude. You have to. So got to win it, that one. It's, it's exciting. Like, we're fired up. We're not used to it because we're usually out of it by now, talking draft. So, obviously, we're, we're super excited about it. But it's like you get – like, the game was just frustrating because now it's like you feel like you're winning in spite of the quarterback. 
You know what I mean? Like you, like you're there. Like you wish you had a game manager that was just good enough to, you know, run the offense, not play hero football, and we'll be fine. And if Zach takes any kind of step, like just matures, does anything a little bit better than what he's doing now, the Jets will be fine. But we just haven't seen it, and it's been three weeks. You know, so what's what's really interesting is I was you know kind of before the show looking at some advanced statistics around the Jets, and I was I was expecting to find some variance in terms of like maybe they've won some some quarterback games, and, and like you just mentioned, some younger quarterbacks, some backup quarterbacks, whatever the situation may be. DVOA says they should have four point two wins, so it's not much behind what they have. Yep. So it's not like it's egregious. Um, it's not like there's there's some anomaly on on them being five and you know five and three. They have an estimate 11th in the league, and, and it's kind of where they sit in a lot of DVOA yep. statistics, which is interesting. What's interesting, Ty, though, number one in their future schedule. DVOA says the Jets have the hardest schedule to finish out the year. Um, I'm assuming two Bills games skew that. Um, Vikings, Seahawks. Vikings, yeah. So you have some skewers yep. uh, for sure in, in that DVOA metric. I'm interested to see where that evens out after this Bills game, where you sit uh, in the remaining schedule from there. But Defensive DVOA is looking good. I mean, it's sitting sitting pretty solid right there for you in the eighth spot. Uh, offensively, obviously 21st, so that's definitely an issue. Um, you know who loves the, the Jets' defense? Pro football who? focus. Yeah, they do. They, they have the Jets as the number one graded defense in the NFL. You don't want to check their offensive grade. They have them Not at 30, 32nd in the league, yeah. but – like you said, Kev, there's some high high people on the on that defense. How about it? So why? What I wanted to say, I had jotted down here to ask you why. I thought the team was decent with Joe Flacco. What's no? Is that not true? I, I was watching it as an observer. Like, I don't know. I don't have an issue here. They're moving the ball. I mean, to what's not bring Zach back in or to have him as the backup now? Either. Like, why? I mean, what had, was what was the demotion? Had, I guess. Well, I think the demotion was because he was like a statue back there and the offensive line was struggling. They needed somebody a little bit more mobile, dude, because he was just getting teed off on. And this year is really all about Zach. You got to play him. Even though Flacco was getting a lot of yards, a lot of it was in garbage time. It was just like kind of ugly stuff. But you had to get a guy more mobile and you had it like this is Zach's team. He's healthy. Salah stuck to his word. Like once he's healthy, you got to play him. And there you are. But now they demoted Flacco to a third string, which I thought they were either going to try to trade him today for a bag of peanuts or release them because Flacco's got to be like, you got to be kidding me. I'm like inactive on game day now. Like get me the hell out of here. You know, it's, it's a weird move. I would think so. Yeah. I guess that's more what I meant on the deep demotion on game day. If something happens to Zach, they're not even going to go to him in that. And that's, but that's Um, the weird thing. And that's kind of where I I got confused as well, because I'm like, if say you're you're in the playoff hunt, if say Zach goes down and this, your, your season's on the line. Do you want Mike White throwing the pass or Joe Flacco? And Mike White's not really proven anything. So it's it's a curious decision that could come back to bite him in the ass, but uh, we'll see what happens. What's going on with? I think we talked last time about how we were kind of impressed with some of the things going on with the Jets receivers, and what's going on with Elijah Moore scenario here. We have someone saying the Jets need a true receiver one. I guess you could comment on your opinion of of the receiver room in general. Are they helping Zach out? Does Elijah Moore things weird? I thought he was somebody that I would never have seen an active slash on the trade block slash not playing. I was, that's a weird drop off for him. That's kind of like, I don't know, Mike. That's kind of like if the Bills decided they didn't like Gabe Davis all of a sudden. I, don't, I guess maybe he hasn't put up quite like Davis, but similar. Yeah, we yeah. were all high on Elijah Moore last year. We we thought he was a pivotal part of the future. And now you have him sitting out games because of issues. I That's crazy stuff going on. 
Yeah, and the thing is, like, you know, once Garrett, well, like, everybody loved Elijah Moore, and we were all saying this year's going to be his breakout year. Put him in the slot, move him around, you can do all kinds of things. They bring in Garrett Wilson, who everybody just loves right off the bat, and Elijah Moore got put to the back seat all of a sudden for some. And it's just, it's just the offense and how they use their receivers. They have Elijah on the outside where he usually flourishes on the inside. And then, you know, it's like, I guess he's getting really frustrated. And then it's like you're passing for 100 yards a game, but you're winning. So it's like, all right, you know, you keep your mouth shut when you're winning because it's just an awful look to ask for a trade then. They make him inactive after a little spat in practice. He comes back last week and gets like 10 snaps or something like that, which is ridiculous when your offense is struggling. So now is it a pissing contest between the coach and the player? Like, so they didn't trade him today, which I was surprised by that. I thought they were going to. Yeah, I was But now too. it's like, if you keep him here, along with Denzel Mims, you got you got to play them and play them and maximize their potential because your your offense needs it. Like, Corey Davis has been out. Corey Davis is Zach Wilson's favorite receiver. You got to – Elijah Moore has too much talent to not use him. It, it's just it's just weird, man, how this is all going down. It's like they have tight ends. They're not really – Conklin's coming, playing very well. But they have all these moving parts that could be an asset in the passing game, and it's just not coming together. And it's just – it's frustrating to watch. Yeah, that's confusing to me because I, I look at some of the Jets' weapons, and there's guys I think can play. Uh, obviously, Garrett Wilson, I, I love what he's doing out there right now. He looks like he's going to be – a solid player for you guys going forward. Conklin is finally contributing. He's having a good season. But CJ Uzoma, uh, he's been non-existent. He's coming off a very solid season with the Bengals, and you wouldn't even know he's on the Jets at this current time. Elijah Moore having issues with the coaching staff. Yep. Uh, the Corey Davis move has never really panned out. Um, well, he's he's coming on, man. He's actually like he's playing well this year. Like he's he's played a lot better. Okay. And Uzoma's been like the blocking guy. He's been mauling guys in a blocking. And slowly but surely, he's getting more involved in the passing game. Like, it's like yeah. one or two plays, but Conklin's been the feature guy. And they have Ruckert, too, who's been, you know, who's hurt, and they're slowly working him in, too. So, I mean, I, I get it. You got a young quarterback. You you got guys that you, you want Zoma to, to be a, a force in the block game. I'm just so bummed that Brees Hall oh. is, is not part of this because you look at him, 5.8 yards per carry, I yeah. believe, right around there. I feel like you guys had something really, really special. And uh, a lot of people in Buffalo did not think highly of Brees Hall during the draft process. I had people laughing at me for saying I would be okay with him in the first round uh, if the Bills took him. And I, the whole time, me and Kev were proponents of trading up and, and, and taking him because we yeah. saw an all-around dynamic running back that you look at his, um, his athletic comparables – this guy was one of the most, yeah. one of the best running back prospects in, in years. And yeah. uh, if it wasn't for the, the notion of waiting till the second round now to get a, get a running back, I, I think this guy would have been a top 10 pick a decade ago. Um, but just that, just a heartbreaking to, to see him go out because there's a lot of people that believe that a running back can't make or break an offense. But I truly believe having watched him, he was one of those exceptions where he was the perfect player for you guys and just go-to guy. Whenever times are tough, he'll get that first down. You can get that drop-off pass. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm feeling it. I, I, I'm disappointed that that we won't be seeing him anymore this year. Yeah, I mean, he was he was just a game-changing player for the, for the team. Like, you know, catching the ball in the backfield, just the, you know, like the, the running play, whatever it was, the team fed off his energy, super explosive, and it's just like – and then you have Michael Carter backing him up. Was it the good one-two punch? You know what I mean? The really good dynamic there. 
And then once he went out, you're like, man, like it's just, it sucked to win that of everybody. I think everybody's brokenhearted. He's a really good dude too, man. He's a really good player. He embraced being a jet, you know, and it was just like, I kept saying like, this is like a rookie of the year kind of player. He was that, like he was that important to this offense and made things so much easier for Zach and everybody else, you know, where you literally said, you know what, we're going to run the ball until you stop it. You know, you're going to try to stop it and you figure it out. And then it, they kept proving they couldn't. So uh, it was just heartbreaking, man. Robinson played last week. He showed some good things, but that speed element, like to me, Brees Hall was like, like a, like a Tomlinson, like a Le'Veon Bell. Like he had so many things he brought to the table. And now it's like to replace that, you're going to need like two or three guys to try to do that. And it was something that I like have take over in a second. When you're looking at the, the yards per carry, there's a big drop off from yeah. Brees to Michael Carter. And then obviously James Robinson has only played a game. What it was Brees just that much better than everyone else in the Jets backfield to, to make a two plus yards per carry difference. Uh, was it situational? Was it the Jets offensive line? Maybe not blocking as well with Carter in the backfield because that normally you, you put a backup and you might have like a 0.2, 0.3 difference. You don't see a 2.2 yard per carry difference. Well, like, he had some, he had some really long runs too, man. He had some, you know, he had some, mm-hmm. you know, some long bursts too. That makes a big difference. But I mean, like I wouldn't discount Michael Carr too much. He doesn't have the same speed element, but he carries, he carries defenders. He fights for every yard. He does a lot of really good things. It's just that it's that extra speed, that extra gear that Brees Hall has. Like once he's there and turns a corner, he's gone. Like that's it. There's no catching him. And it's, Carter doesn't have that little extra boost. Um, and then the offensive line at times has struggled too. And especially now, you know, AVT is out. Like your, your, your tackles, you're rotating every week. It's just like, you don't know who's playing where. So that's been a challenge too. Dang, I'm getting dragged. Usually it's Mark <laughs> that's getting dragged. Um, well, Jets fans don't want to drag me. They, they, you're the easier target, Kev. Um, what's Bill's funny are, <laughs> yeah, Bills fans drag you. So we'll take that trade. Um, I think I was on your show, Ty, last year, and I was saying maybe I don't remember when I came on late in the year or if it was mm-hmm. uh, what 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 month we were on. And I was I was saying at the time I thought the Jets team had a chance. So it must have been before the end of the season that they could make a run toward the playoffs because I thought mm-hmm. the talent was there. Um, I thought they were better than Miami at the time uh, mm-hmm. and the Patriots. The Patriots ended up making the playoffs, obviously, barely um, yep. due, due to some midseason wins. And. I saw the talent. Uh, what I really liked were, you know, that offensive line to me this year, I thought was gelling. Um, now that your entire tackle room is out, um, it's challenging. What I want to ask you about is the offensive line. It's challenging for me to see that and, and see you guys making a push. Um, and that's from someone that likes the Jets. Um, so what what's your counter, if there is one, to the, the health maybe? But I'm looking at that and saying, I don't know how they can stop the Bills pass rush. Um, put everything else aside, uh, put the, say you stop the bills offense. I just don't know how that can happen with this unit. And basically the only one who, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, whose service, I know Lake and Tomlinson's getting dragged in jets, Twitter, um, is McGovern who's played okay ball, but who, what's the, what's, what's the strategy to, I mean, the the Packers had to designate like seven guys to Von Miller on Sunday night football and it kind of worked. Um, what's, and then the bill started destroying him up, up the middle. So what's your... Israel is 5,690 miles away from the U.S., 11 hours by plane. Hate travels faster. In a comment, in a post, in a second. Jewish hate is up 388% in the U.S. Black hate, Muslim hate, and Asian hate are up too. 
When one hate rises, they all do. Let's stand up to all hate together. Share and wear the blue square from StandUpToJewishHate.org. Buckeye Health Plan Medicaid is built around you, offering medical, dental, and vision benefits with no copay. Members get free rides to healthcare visits, pharmacies, and social services. Buckeye rewards you for making healthy choices. You can earn $75 in rewards for well checks. Pregnant moms can earn up to $350 in rewards for taking steps to have a healthy baby. Visit ChooseBuckeye.com for Medicaid built around you. Philosophy, I guess, in these bigger games to where that's going to be more of a focal point than, let's say, against the... uh, it doesn't really matter. A team of less of a pass rush. Honestly, I don't know because Dwayne Brown's playing well, but he's hurt. So he yeah. he's, you know, he's probably what 80% playing there. So you're going to have to have, you know, the, the right side's a mess, you know, and they're not going to get reinforcements till after the buy. So, you know, Max Mitchell and George Fant come back after the buy. That's what the Jets are kind of counting on. But this week you're going to probably see what a lot of tight end help running backs mm-hmm. in the backfield trying to chip, but it's like James Robinson still learning the offense. Michael Carter blitz pickup is not really his thing. Ty Johnson's a little bit better with that. But it's like you. I mean, I don't honestly don't know. Maybe roll Zach out more. Like I don't like. like I watch. Like I like Von Miller, dude. When he went to you guys, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Because <laughs> he's, he's like a man on a mission. Like he can play what 15 snaps and get four sacks. You know, it's just it's how good he is. Um, I I, I genuinely don't know because our offensive lines are very inconsistent and the pressure you guys can get. And then you have a quarterback that whenever he gets pressure right now, he runs backwards. He never steps up in the pocket to kind of kind of get away from the rush. He actually runs back and runs around side to side creating more problems. So uh, it's going to be a challenge, man. You're going to need probably jumbo packages and all kinds of ways to try to slow it down. Maybe try to run the ball and have success that way if you can. But I, the, I mean, the bills are going to bait you Tyson. They're going to bait you to run it. We saw it on Sunday night football. Yep. Where they're like, if an, if a hall of famer doesn't feel like throwing on our defense, fine, yep. we're going to continue a good stat. We had from cover one here, our own, uh, I believe it was, um, was it Adam, Mike, someone tweeted that six men in the box in the first half when it was, I guess before the game had begun, they elevated when the Packers started to run successfully to 6.1 men in the box. They didn't care. They basically said exclusively nickel for the most part, because the bills, we we just said, you're not going to. And then Von Miller had to make a comment to uh, Aaron Rodgers saying, you didn't try to throw the ball. Like you're losing. Um, I think their best bet is to come out throwing. I'm not kidding. And you're going to think that that sounds silly. Um, but quick passes as, as, as a, as an extension of the running game. Yep. I think the teams that have done good against the bills have taken what the defense has given them, um, yep. to the best of their ability and run occasionally and continue to mix it up because the yeah. bills aren't going to come out of nickel. They're not going to come out of nickel. But we've and been saying, too. But we've been saying that though, though, like that's the, that's where Zach struggles though. It's the short, quick passing game. Like are, we do game previews. We like, we know now that the teams are going to stop the run especially with Brees Hall out. Like, you're going to be like, you know what? Stop it. And it's like quick screens, bubble screens, slants, all this stuff. And Zach, they can't do it. I don't know if it's Zach throws the ball too hard. It's too fast from whatever it is. The Jets struggle with that. And that's – you're right, though. That, and you, especially you have Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson. You even have Berrios, Jeff Smith, like all these mm-hmm. speed guys over the middle. Just get the ball in their hands and go. And the Jets don't do that, man. It's, it's just – They'll give it to you. They'll give it yeah. to you. Um, I, I think what's so tough about the Bills is – their defense is their offense is equivalent. Both yeah. sides are equally incredible at what they do. And the Bills almost the the way they they know they can score points, they're fine. It, if you can run the ball early, get out to a lead, 
then maybe you can kill enough clock to keep it close for a period of time. But what, what happens so often, the Bills jump out to these, these quick leads. Teams are trying to come back, and if you want to run it, like Kev said, you're just killing more clock and less opportunities for yourself. And it, it's almost like the way the Green Bay Packers played on Sunday. They were just yeah. playing to keep it close. So yeah. I, I'm kind of with Kev. Running the ball might keep the score theoretically closer for a longer period period of time. But if you're not taking those chances, you're not really playing to win the game in, in the long run because most of these games where you see the Bills lose, right. they're making self-inflicted wounds yeah. uh, where the, a bad turnover, even the Miami game, they're only lost of the year. They outgained Miami by over 275 yards. <laughs> yeah. Their problem was they had a turnover where they fumbled inside their 20 and Miami took advantage and got a touchdown. Then in the second half, Miami converted a third and 20 uh, and ended up finishing that drive with a touchdown, and the Bills couldn't score. So basically the, the best option is to kind of force a, a huge takeaway and stop the Bills from getting six, which is easier said than done. But yep. as much as it's, – It's slow the Bill it's offense tough. down. It's I don't slow your own offense down, Ty. Yeah, I, I, I think being aggressive is what you need to do, but I know that's hard to say when you got to cook – young quarterback struggling. So well, that's the thing. It's like, how much, how much are they going to put on Zach Wilson's plate you know, against the bills? And say, listen, kid, go out and win the game for us or make these throws. Or are they still, are they stay conservative with him? Because he's coming off a horrible game where everybody's questioning every facet of him. Do they say, you know what, brush it off and let's go. This is a big game. Or they say, you know what, we're going to kind of hide you and really scale things back and really simplify it. And the one thing is they have players for even like safe checkdowns. Like you have Conklin, you have Uzama, like do the easy checks, just like get them in the flow. Like they're scripted plays. There's no rhyme or reason to him. Like, he's not comfortable. And that's where it just flows. And then, like, if you go – say you go run, run, pass, and it's third and eight, here comes Von Miller. Here comes your pass rush. Like, it's just – it's a little bit predictable right now, and it's it's a good point. Like, how much will the Jets, like, give him a chance to win this game? I don't – I'm not really sure. That's a big question is I think they need to let him win the game or don't start him. Like, seriously, go to there Mike go. White tomorrow. Like, go to Mike White on Wednesday – if you don't think with Zach Wilson can win the game, because the bills will win. If you do the opposite that I'm yep. pretty sure of. Yep. Um, and it, sorry, Kev, you go. No, I'm just saying it. Even, even, and even green, they let, they let the one of the best quarterbacks ever. Yes. He has limited weapons right now do that. Mm. And yep. he, they, they took a lot off of, of Rogers plate and said, we have Dylan, we have Aaron Jones. This is a pretty good combo. Um, we have a chance here. And the bill said, no, you don't. Um, so to me, I think they have to let Zach go out and try to win. Like they have to, because the alternative is not going to work out. Nope. So if he's not going to be able to do that and have a play, maybe get picked the next play, maybe hit, maybe hit the weakness of the bills right now. Mike might be their safety room. We'll see what, what's going on with Jordan Poyer. If there's a weakness on the bills roster, they shorted up today with Dean Marlowe uh, trading a seventh round pick from a guy familiar with the defense yep. should come in and play early. Uh, I don't know that he would start, but we'll probably see some special team snaps into a starting role, maybe if Poyer's down. But if Poyer's down, the Bills defense, and Mike can can, can attest to this, looks bad. It, not bad. It looks worse um, because those safeties are huge in a Sean McDermott defense, and they're yeah. already missing an all-pro in Micah Hyde. They can't be missing their other all-pro in Jordan Poyer, or that's where the Dolphins won again, back to the Dolphins game. Both the safeties were out that game. And they they weren't able to to uh, exercise on uh, the passing game like they normally are able to when Jaquan Johnson plays. That, so that would be the one weakness. The two backups you could go over the top, and even Poirier comes to the line of scrimmage so often to make plays. 
Yep. Losing him got to be aggressive. Is, that is one, if he's not playing, that is one positive that the Jets can try to exploit. Um, and I, I want to just say add one more thing about the running. If this was last year, I would have a totally different advice for you. I, I would definitely tell you to try to run on us yep. and expose <laughs> us because the Bills had games against the Patriots, against uh, the Colts, against Tennessee, where you could consistently run. Build, I can't even speak today. I'm sorry. <laughs> Burn some clock and be able to 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 win a low scoring game. It's just so much different with the offseason guys that they brought in. Having Daquan Jones in the middle has been a game changer for this Bills defense. He's facing one of the higher double team rates in the league, but still has one of the highest um, yeah. win rates. Tim Settle adds some depth. Jordan Phillips coming back to Buffalo after a couple years gone is been a force yeah. inside. Got Vaughn on the outside. The way they have these rotations, they're keeping the, their guys fresh. And realistically, you shouldn't be able to be effective stopping the run when you're in a nickel defense. Yeah. But these guys have been just so stout that they're doing a good enough job outside of, obviously, the Green Bay game of being able to shut down most teams. So the, the situation is if, if you think you can get four to five yards on first down carries, go ahead, run the ball. But if you're setting up second and eight, Yep. third and seven, and then you're passing against that secondary minus the safeties, it, you're just setting yourself up for failure because it, it doesn't seem to matter who's at corner for the Bills. Everyone that has played has had success. We're, we're talking about a defense with Dane Jackson, yes. two rookie corners, yep. and they've actually done better in the secondary since Trey White has gone out than when before when he was playing. So it's just tough. I, if, if you think you can run on first down, all for it. But I, I I would stay aggressive and try to at least hope to get some of those short passes going. It's going to be interesting, man. The Jets, a lot of times they run on first down. That's what they do. They try to get their four or five yards and make your you know, second and third manageable. But then if like you stifle that, then it's like that's where you – know, I just wish they would use Zach Wilson's mobility a little more, man. Roll him out. For some reason, he's always going to the left. Roll him out to the right. If it's not there, have him run. Like, he doesn't really run as much as he could. Like, you know, Josh Allen does a really good job, but when he sees that hole, he's gone. He doesn't think about it. He takes off and he, get, he gets his yards. Zach doesn't do that. Like, there's so many plays where, like, the fourth down play last week, the yards are there. There's like, a huge hole in front of him. He throws it. Like, just run. Like, run. Get the, It's just – it could be inexperience. It could be the pressure. It could be, you know, whatever it is. But you can't have those mistakes this weekend. Like you, that you coaching? Have, because he has the legs. I mean, I, the one thing that was great about Allen as a rookie was he could he would he would constantly run when when yep. he couldn't get going he would run he had multiple 100 yard rushing games. Mm -hmm. I almost feel like if you're a struggling Zach Wilson, use your legs, get some of that yards, make things. He, he's a good enough athlete. Yep. So I would love to see more of that improvisation because it, it feels like when he's rushing outside, like you said, he's trying to. I respect the looking downfield, but that's where those mistakes are happening. Exactly. And what's what's so bad about taking five yards when you have it? Yeah, to keep the drive alive, man. Just keep moving to get you know, just keep getting positive yards. He's running backwards, he's running side to side, he's not running forward. The pressure in the pocket, he doesn't step up into it, he goes back. It's like and a lot of it's technique and it's coaching, and it's a lot of different things. I think he I think he's overwhelmed at times where the he's just getting he's losing faith in the the, the blocking in front of him. And then I think his comment this week was he's getting tired of rolling out and nothing being open, so he's bored because like, he's throwing the ball away. Like, bro, be bored, stay bored. Don't like if you did don't he say, say that. Yeah, is he that did. He, when he runs, he was getting bored. 
when he's running out, he's getting frustrated. No, he's always he throwing it that, away. Did he? Yeah, he did. So I'm like, that's I'm not like, good. That's I'm not like, you're basically, you're basically making, you're throwing your receivers under the bus and your coaching yeah. staff. Cause like, it's just, but like, Oof. we were all so pissed at that point. We're like, dude, just, just <laughs> we don't <on>. care. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you noticed, maybe you did. Uh, you probably did. The bills did trade for Naeem Hines today for Zach yep. Moss and a pick. Um, any outsider's perspective, Jets perspective, but either, or any thoughts on that, you know, coming from a really good backup in Indy, a guy that they're probably going to elevate his playing time here in Buffalo. He, the bills have been trying to find a premier pass catching back for a year and a half, yep. like just straight up. They tried JD McKissick agent backed out last minute. Player yep. said the ownership reached out to him. JD McKissick wanted to stay in Washington, uh, even though they'd agreed to a deal in principle in the off season that equaled trying to effectively find James Cook in the draft potential back to the Brees Hall discussion where the Bills yep. are interested, uh, Kenneth Walker as well. And then into the, into the off pretty much they were interested in CMC only offered a second by all reports. Yep. Obviously um, San Fran offered more. Kamara was a guy they were interested in as well by reports. You don't know where the talks went there. Um, what, what actually Brandon Bean likes to argue, he didn't make an official <laughs> offer. They were just talking. <laughs> right. Um, but we know quite frankly, that might've gone, Hey, will you take a second? Oh, you won't. Yep. Okay. No offer. Yep. Um, but we know that, that it's probably along those lines, but it's true. The bills have been looking for a pass catcher. They weren't able to get the top end guy. They dove into the second tier of pass catching, but by metrics, Naeem Hines is in a lot of top 10 categories. Yep. Is there, what do you think he could add to the bills offense and trying to defend him now? with no film of him in the Bills offense. I'm not sure how much he'll be used in the Jets game. It could be one of those things where they play him a bunch or he doesn't get on the field. So um, you, you saw it with Robinson last week. He got on the field. Yep. Um, so what do you think he could add to the Bills' pass, uh, pass core um, now that is, as a team trying to defend him? And you'll probably have to worry about it a little bit more later in the year when they play again. Yeah, and I like Singletary too, by the way. I, I like the way he plays. But, yeah, I mean, the thing is, if you want to ch- attack the Jets' defense – we do have challenges covering running backs and tight ends. That's just always been a thing. The Jets, minus Quincy Williams, they lack some kind of speed in terms of the linebacker group. So unless they move a safety up. Like Jordan Whitehead, who I was a really big fan of, has been kind of disappointing. LaMarcus Joyner is playing better. But I think that's probably the whole work, especially if you're getting so much pressure, you get those little dump-off passes to Hines and let him do his thing. You know, like that's that's how you're going to offset the pass rush, especially. But the Jets don't blitz a lot. They, they go with that whole four-man principle where they like, we're going to we're only send four guys and do all these fancy coverages and stuff like that. But I think that's how you use him, man. Just little quick checks to him and let him run. That's, you know, that's any running back can do that on day one. You're not worried about learning a whole new offense or anything. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so it's just a, a counter the Bills wanted to make to some of the other moves across yep. the league of, of, of fortifying their offense. There's still been much talk um, about Odell Beckham's number one choice being Buffalo here in December. Yep. So we'll see if he jumps into the slot come December 1st or not. But uh, Von Miller claims it's a he double downed on it last month, basically saying it's a done deal. Um, so we'll see uh, the the two of them t- being able to close out another championship like they did in L.A. last year. So it is the Bills clearly think their defense is good. They didn't really feel like they need to do much, but shore up a little bit of depth at safety. Yep. Um, and Trey White coming off of the PUP list today. I'm interested yep. to see if we see him against the Jets. If we do, it'll probably be in a rotation with Benford or a rotation with yep. Elam depending on how they, they line this up. But it's just another piece that the Bills are probably like, we didn't need to do anything defensively. We're getting an all-pro yeah. cornerback. We would love to see him, though. It's a good good game. Um, I'd love to see him against Wilson. I know, you know, you can say what you want about your passing game, but I would still think it's a really good game to kind of get him tested against um, uh, a team where he needs to go in and show that he's still Trey White. He can't go yeah. in there and get burned by 
Um, you know, is Corey Davis supposed to play or is he still, he's, I think he's still day to day or whatever it is. Like he, okay. he didn't play last week. He wasn't active last right. week. I, I have a funny feeling. He's not going to play this week and give oh, him. I. Yeah. I have a funny feeling. That's what it, but like they have, they brought Mims in now and you know, you have like, but Garrett Wilson's the kind of like Zach Wilson mm-hmm. throws to three people. He throws to Garrett Wilson, Michael Carter and Conklin. Those are the three guys he throws to basically. Everybody I'd love to else- see. I'd love to see him on Garrett Wilson. Honestly, I think it's a good early challenge. It's good for, for Garrett to see, to see Tredavious white too. I mean, they're yeah, effectively going to be playing many years against each other. Yep. Um, bearing a trade. Uh, those two should be, locked up with each other for at least two, three, four seasons yep. um, going forward. So I'd like to see that start. Mike, I don't know if you have any opinions on if we, if we see Trey white this week, they've been cautious, but I think they've only been cautious to sit him out the first so many games. I, I just, the problem is Ty, and you can, you can go into this too. And Mike's done is your field. Um, yes. Odell Beckham says it has his issues with it. I mean, A I, lot of teams I think they'll, I think the jets will lock out. Um, if that's the word you want to use, because they're probably going to hold until um, Minnesota the following week. They've been safe so long with Trey that I can't see them exposing him if they think it could have some issues, uh, especially when they've shown they have more than enough confidence with their, their other corners. So maybe on a pitch count, but they, they might want to hold him until the, the Vikings game in Buffalo. Hmm. What, what's your opinion on that, Ty? Like, what, what, where do you go with your field is there issues of like changing to like trying to replace that like there was rumors you, there was rumors i think boomer scythe started a rumor where he's like you know they're gonna go to grass in two years or something like that i think once the jets re, like uh extend their lease because their lease is set to come up pretty soon but i mean that's been the wrap with every team that comes in they always talk about the field every one of them talks about it interesting so and the giants talk about it you know the obviously the jets and giants aren't gonna say anything negative because they play there they're always gonna defend it oh we have the best facility all this and they're lying to us we know it's not but <laughs> You know, I, a lot of teams have complained about it. What was the bad injury? It was Shepard, right? Um, got hurt on it, and everyone's blaming yeah. the turf, wasn't it? He was just jogging. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. That's that's scary. How do you feel playing on that? Like, I know you probably are sick of talking about it, but is that? I hate yeah. MetLife Stadium. I hate the whole place. I hate the field. I hate the building. I hate the. It's like a glorified toaster. It's just. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. Like you guys are lucky. You're getting that new state of the art stadium <laughs> up there. It's like, like we're all jealous. You know. Yeah. Well. Well, that's a we'll big topic of debate here in Buffalo. Uh, is it? It is. There's there's always been the half that want a dome downtown stadium, and then there's the other half that uh, likes the outdoor element and doesn't want a lot of money spent on a on a new palace. So uh, it's always been a topic of debate here, probably the last decade. Uh, and putting it right across the street from the the current one. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. I would have been fine with whatever they did. You got to keep it cold. Uh, yeah, it's it, Buffalo. It's got, you got to yeah. see the, 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 the snow, the cold. You got to see all that stuff there. I right? think last season really tickled people the wrong way because then the Patriots took an advantage in that 55-mile-an-hour win game, so everyone's oh, complaining yeah. about that. Then they the playoff game against the Patriots was in negative, like, 30, um, and we're like, here we go. Like, here we go again. But obviously the Bills came out and dominated New England in that game. But still, like, before that game started, we were like, here we go. Um <laughs> It's Bills, literally Bills unable to stand. Love it. It's the whole $1.4 billion price tag. You see yeah. Tennessee get a new stadium. Some fans wanted this to be like um, the perfect stadium. And, and when you're paying $1.4 billion, you're not going to get a SoFi. You're not going to get uh, what they have in Atlanta or Minneapolis and, and so forth. So yeah. some people thought it was a little bland. Once the stadium goes up, mm-hmm. fans walk inside. 
Yeah, well, and then you, you got the whole public bit. money argument too yeah. of like should the public be paying for as much as they did? I mean, you know, you've gone through that with the Jets, Giants, yeah. you know, Yankees. Uh, I know downstate nice. doesn't like that we're getting it, but for for Bills fans, what I'm telling them all, you're getting a team for another 30 years. You're the second smallest market in the league. This is it's yeah. a good gesture by the state and the NFL to to keep a team in one of the one of the the prize value markets in in the league historic franchise. I know the bills haven't won a Super Bowl, but I, I think it's good to have some of that small town feel in the league. That's and the league league's completely fine with a small town team with a one point four billion dollar stadium. I think they're they're going to be more than more than okay with the uh, taking your second or third lowest priced franchise and boosting it up to toward the middle. I think that they're more than happy with that. Are they doing um, PSLs? Or no, yeah, yeah, PSL, yeah. So. every oh. season ticket holder is going to have a PSL, so it's not going to be for most people. I don't think for it's going to be ridiculous, it'll probably be in that one to three thousand range. But where it's really going to hurt is the hundred sections in the club or the 50 yard um, line people that have had them for people, the people the that have, uh, we've had these cheap tickets for such a long time, you, you start taking it for granted. and where I'm, where my heart goes out to is the people that have had season tickets 20, 30 years, they've worked their way up to 50 yard line, 40 yard line. And suddenly they're realizing they have a $20,000 PSL and they're going to have to go to a corner 300 level uh, section. But that's just the price of business, unfortunately in the NFL. And, you got to pay up sometimes just to have a team. So yeah, it sucks. That happened to the jet fans, man. It was miserable. It, it alienated a lot of fans. Like, you know, you have tickets for 30 years and then you're going from like, you know, 45 yard line to, you know, corner of the end zone because you don't want to spend $30,000 per seat on a PSL. It's like, it pissed off a lot of people, man. A lot of fans didn't come back. They were just like, you yeah. know what? This and is that's same no loyalty. You know, it's the cost of the business though. Like, you know, the bills will counter, like we got a lot of public money and this is the reason we're here. We yep. need the PSLs. Um, uh, it is, it kind of is what it is, but we're going to see how all that turns out. And I just think like I was saying, I tweeted this before the game. I mean, well, after the bills game on Sunday night and I said, just as expected, you know, the six and one bills, five and three jets, I mean, for kind of for the division ish, I mean, not technically, um, yeah. but it's really big. I mean, the bills would take a commanding lead. Um, the Jets would be right back in the thick of things if they something yeah. bounces their way. Like really, like with the division win, um, really boosting their wild card profile um, for in a lot of ways. The, with the division yeah. win, with the conference win, with the strength of victory, like just really all of it. Um, so, yeah. and they're at home coming off of a Patriots loss, and they really need it. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like the Jets really could go a long way stealing one away um, that they weren't supposed to have 
in the offseason. So oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, you, you will do the that. Bills show yeah. up, Ty. That's the biggest thing. We've seen them go on the road after a big win, uh, after big wins cumulatively, Kansas City, Green Bay. Um, the Bills, both Bills fans mostly same thing, counted one of those to be a loss. So the Bills got them both for house money. Um, so they're going down there in a one o'clock slate. Bills are used to prime time now. One o'clock mm-hmm. slate on the road. We've seen this ball game before where they go in and they're sloppy. They're sleepy. Um, they think in the fourth quarter they're just going to dominate. And this is not quite the Jets defense you're going to be able to go in there and hang 10 points on in the last seven minutes when you felt like not playing for three quarters. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a possibility. I mean, I'm not sure if we're let. I mean, is it really a letdown game? The Jets are five and three. I think they got probably not. They got the attention of a lot of people, especially with their defense. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think that, you know, I think there'll probably be a lot of Bills fans in attendance too. I think they said the game is sold out, which probably means there's probably be what 20,000 Bills fans there. Um, I I just think the Jets have got to start off fast, man. It'll pay so many dividends. The crowd's probably going to go in there not as amped up as we could, it should have been because you're coming off a loss. You're kind of down on Zach. If they come out fast, make a statement on defense or come out fast, make a statement on offense. Like Zach makes a couple of good throws. So you put up a field goal, whatever, get the crowd into it, get momentum, get everybody buying back in a little bit, especially on offense, man. It's yeah. It'll go a long way. I mean, the bills are really good in the second and third quarters. Um, Well, the jets are, the jets are a fourth quarter team. Yeah. They're they're a fourth quarter team. Okay. Bills are really good in the middle of the game. Really good. Dominate. Once the team stops, once the team are playing stops with their scripted plays, once Jock gets his feet under him, they're really good in the second quarter. They dominate. They dominate in the third quarter. I think they've only let up six or 10 points in the third quarter to date. Um, they're very, very good in those quarters. And then by then they build a big enough lead and whether Josh needs to show up in the fourth quarter or not really determines if they're playing the chiefs or not um, yeah. in those situations. But um, what, what's interesting to me is if you can weather that middle of the game, um, I think you need, like you said, you need to come out hot because the bills can come out slow and they did yeah. against even green Bay a little bit. Um, to start the game, you can you need to come out fast. It's easy to say. Um, I take the ball. Here's here's a take for you. I take the ball. I try. I would try. I would try. I would not give the uh, the Bills a seven. Teams do this. I would. They score generally ninety percent of their opening drives. I would not give the Bills an opportunity to go up seven nothing. I just don't. I just yeah, don't I think, think that that's good business. I think um, the Jets will defer. They want the defense on the field first. Sal is big about having the ball coming out of half. And the other thing okay. too is like the Jets too for the first time in like years. They actually make halftime adjustments. Like they they usually they usually do a lot a lot of much better things in the, in the second half. Off especially on offense, they make adjustments. Defense is they're they're a lot fresher due to the rotations. They're they're chomping the bit in the fourth quarter, getting your sacks. That's how they close out the games in the past. Where you know in Denver, you know they're getting you know car losses. They're getting after Quentin Williams. Like they're they're they've done a much better job of closing out games and making adjustments. It's just getting to that point now. Now it's just like can you weather like you said weather your storm and just. Still be rel- still be relevant in that third and fourth quarter where you can yeah. find a way to and get Green- and Green Bay wasn't able to weather the storm. Many teams aren't. Um, yep. uh, they just by the time that they that the Bills storm was over, is just they just couldn't get anything going. And that's what the Jets need to prevent. Instead of the Bills going up twenty seven to ten, um, you need to be more like in the twenty one thirteen range or twenty one ten range. Something that's doable because. I think you need to put the pressure on the Bills. I think the pressure's all, all on the Bills in this game. I know the Jets could use it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they could really use this game. The pressure's still on the Bills. They're the ones with Super Bowl hopefuls. Yep. They're the ones that can't let this up. They need to keep pressure on the Chiefs. They need to keep, keep kicking Miami. Um, so it's it's all on them. But to me, if they can come out and play free, if if the Jets can really put some pressure um, on Josh Allen, um, he will burn you. That's just yep. – but that he will burn you anyways. Um, but – 
you'll see him muck some. He'll try to throw the ball away like he did in the red zone uh, against Green Bay, and Jair Alexander picks it somehow. Um, so that's that's the kind of the Bills struggle in the red zone. The, if the Jets can tighten in the def- – like you said, when you were making um, New England kick field goals, yes, the Bills will be a little bit more of a challenge than that. Yep. But if you can do that, that's where I think even Bills fans will start to get nervous if they start to see their red zone offense, which beside the safety play, which may or may not have player, we'll see. That's their next weakness is the yep. Reds offensive red zone. So we'll see. It's strange because they're so good offensively. They're so good out of the red zone where with long yeah. passes, hitting Gabe Davis, hitting Stephon Diggs. I think you guys will be able to take that away, though. So you'll be able to take away at least some of the strength of the Bills offense. You need to pair that with the red zone defense. If you can, that's where things can get a little more interesting. If you can't, that's where it's going to hit the fourth yeah. quarter. And regardless yeah. of how strong you're coming after Josh, it might not be enough. Yeah, I can't wait to see how the corners play, man. I got, I'm like, this is a great test for Sauce Gardner, man. Like, I'm, I'm just excited because they've, they've played against some good, you know, they played against obviously Joe Burrow and guys like that. But this is like, you know, the best quarterback in football with Diggs and Gabe Davis and all these guys, like. I just want to see how they handle it, how they handle the pressure. Will he they... shadow digs like on either side? Will he follow him around? Depends. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't like they Salah said that he wouldn't do that. And then in games, he did do that. So it's like, they don't, they, he kind of, I guess goes game by game with who the player is, you mm-hmm. know, but Reed's been okay. a very good corner too, man. He I was going to been... say more importantly than sauce might be, might be Reed. You would think Josh doesn't care yep. um, who the corner is. He does. He will, sometimes he won't target Ramsey. Um, yep. unless it's the right call. If, if sauce is winning his battles that he will start to target the other side of the field, he will. Yep. And that's where you start to see the bills fringe receivers. You see Gabe Davis go off for four touchdowns, or you yep. see Isaiah McKenzie get involved or Khalil Shakir. Um, so that's, what's interesting to me is that if they think the matchups on the other side, the, the bills have said, like, it hasn't really happened as much of this year. They'll go against Diggs. They'll say the matchup was on the other side. The corner couldn't handle, we were rolling coverage to Diggs. The other cover couldn't handle the backside, could not handle yep. uh, Gabe Davis. He was cheating. Um, he was, you know, maybe cheating over the middle for, for Knox, whatever. But he will, Josh will get involved, his second and third receivers. Um, so that's what's more interesting to me is can your other guys get yeah, involved? Well, the teams have been doing that, man. They've been trying, they've been challenging Michael Carter. That's because like Reed and Sauce are playing good. They've been challenging Michael Carter, but he's been stepping up. He's got a couple picks. So it's like, he could have had a pick six last week at the Inscrews. But like he, the teams are realizing, you know what, we got to find other, other, you know, parts of defense to attack so that could definitely happen man that's an interesting part of this battle ty and we appreciate you popping on the show what are you working on this week what do you got going on i know you have a pretty roaring chat in your live shows <laughs> um i'm sad i didn't see my guy Ephraim. um yeah, i'm surprised yeah Ephraim didn't pop in one of your uh, very loyal listeners um what are you thinking what's going on in your in your film room coming up uh, we're just Right now, it's all about the offense, man. Everybody's analyzing every facet of the offense. You know, how do you get Elijah Moore back involved? What do you do with Denzel Mims? How do you get Zach Wilson on track? And what do you do with James Robinson? How many more carries are you going to get? How can you feature him? This It's all offense, man. This is The whole week is just like, how do we get this right as fast as possible? So Jets have yeah. played four backup quarterbacks. There's is a that... lot. This is this is easily – I mean, obviously, the Bills are the best team in football, but this is the best quarterback, best receiver. Like, this is a great challenge for this defense. Uh, Marlo could play this week for sure. He'll definitely play special teams outside of coming in, having some ding- dinged up or injury. Um, I would anticipate him playing this week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, will he play over if Poyer plays, you won't see Marlo at all. If he doesn't, that's where it gets interesting. Will he play over Jaquan Johnson? Not quite sure. We'll have to wait and see how practice looks later in the week. It's prediction time, Ty. It's my favorite time of the show. It's my favorite time to uh, put people on the spot. Mike's been wrong before. 
Uh, Mike's coming off of a yeah. I, I just want to point out before he makes his pick. Yeah, I I remember picking KC against the Bills. I I remember. I remember. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't get more hate for that. You didn't. <laughs> you didn't really get enough hate for that. I really that. didn't. I, they really let me off the hook. So this we'll start with Mike, and then we'll go to Ty. We'll give Ty a minute to kind of formulate <laughs> what he what he's gonna what he's gonna give us. Mike, what do you got going on for this? For God, this I'm just, uh, what's what's the spread right now? Is it ten? It's twelve, isn't it? Twelve. Yeah. Okay. That's 12. a little bit. Oh, God, I, I do respect the Jets' defense, but I don't know if you can keep the Bills' offense down for sixty minutes. I'll say. I'll say 30 to 17 uh, bills. I, I, I think the jets are strong defense, but I don't, I just don't know what team is holding this bills team under 25 points. And I don't think the New York offense is going to be able to get enough done against this Bills. And team. the lines moved to 13 now. So 13 points to the bills. <laughs> In- interesting. Well, I'm Vegas because I, I said 30 to 17. So, <laughs> so that's what they think it's going to be. I think the over under is pretty high. They, they got it set pretty high. So they think that the Jets have an opportunity here um, to score points. Um, so I think that's about what they're predicting the game to be, roughly 30 to 17. So Mike Mike's cheating. Just cheating What's the over-under? I, I did pick I, – I just so spin knows. So he's asking how are the Jets going to score 17. I said 27 <laughs> to 17 last week. and uh, No, 30 to 20 last week, and I ended up being 27 to 17. So I had the, the number right last week. I just was off three – uh, hmm. total. So, uh, I'm normally pretty close on these. So we'll see. Interesting. Um, the over under is set at, it was 47. Yeah. 47 points. Huh? That's pretty 30 high. to 17. Oh my goodness. I, I said, I said, you literally picked Vegas to score 30. To <laughs> I, did, I did not even know that going in. So that's, that's uh, wild. What man. do you got, Ty? What do you got going on? I mean, it's a lot of points to cover. I mean, I don't know. I can't predict an over in this. That's, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm going to say uh, 27-17 Bills. Um, I think, I mean, yeah. I like the defense. I just, this is just more my lack of faith in the offense than Zach. And I mean, it's probably be like a 27-10 game. The Jets score a touchdown in the fourth quarter, make it 27-17. But uh, the Bills are a better team. I just think this, it's a tough spot for the Jets, man. I just think it is. I got a good one for you. I've been, I've been pondering this one. I wasn't too far away from the Bills prediction last week either. I got the Bills winning, but it's a one-possession game. I really do think the Jets will really? do enough defensively. I do. I do. The Bills have shown a propensity to um, be good in one-score games lately, um, which is something that they weren't last season. Uh, we heard much to do about, why can't we win one-score games? Why do we blow people out? Um, I do think so. I do think a 1 o'clock game in New York with a good defense, I think I'm going to dub the Jets a good defense. All the metrics point to it being good. Uh, is it elite? Probably not yet, but it's good. It's a very right. good defense and one that will, <clears throat> at times, will probably make us punt. So I do believe that you're going to see a closer game. And I do think that, yes, I think the Jets are good in the fourth quarter. And you'll see that maybe tax some points on to, to bring it to a to an element to where if we stop the Bills on this drive, we could get it back yeah. to score. Yeah. Will that end up happening? I don't think so, but it could to where they, yeah. at least they have the ball with a chance to tie. Um, so I think that will weather be a factor now in November? You know, there's a, there's a lot of factors. We all live in New York um, yeah. or New Jersey. So yeah. there's a lot of factors uh, to this game. And I, I do have the bills only winning a one possession game and one that I think you're going to come out saying, all right, it wasn't terrible. Wasn't great. And I think the jets will see him again next time. And maybe that's an encouraging sign going into Foxborough with like a must win yeah. um, coming off a little bit of at least defensive high 
um, against Josh Allen. That's my prediction. But the Bills are very good defensively. They're very good defensively, uh, very good defensively in terms of <laughs> in these situations. And yeah. it goes overshadowed because of Josh Allen and Diggs. But a lot of the times they've covered up, and last year more so, they've covered up some issues. And Sean McDermott's scheme takes a really good game plan. It takes a very buttoned-up quarterback. Um, and we'll see if Zach's that. Um, and maybe he turns some things around. But I have 24-17. It's an under um, and I think it's a one possession game. I just don't think they're going to be able to get to the scoring level they need to get at, but some fumbles, some t- red zone turnovers, a stop at the end of the game to get the ball back. I mean, you never really know Yeah. any given Sunday over the long haul. Yes. The bills win 80% of the eight to nine out of 10 of these games. The jets have enough though. They do have enough now um, to, to pull one off. Just, I, I don't see it yet, but I really am interested to see the jets next season i really do think yeah. they're a season away from legitimately being a team we have to think about in 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 a, in a higher light not that we're not already um but i do think i do think they squeeze in a seven. my prediction is they squeeze in the seventh wild card spot i oh. don't think since he's for real god bless you um, man <laughs> i don't think <laughs> since he's for real do it myself i think this team reminds me of the bills 2017 team i'm not to say they're five years behind the bills but just kind of in season I do think that they have enough defensive talent to kind of overshadow some of those offensive weaknesses. Yeah. And I think you're going to be able to build their offense this off season to get over the hump. But I think you'll have to go into like Kansas city or something in the first round, but Hey, stopped. it's the experience that matters, yep. man. It's, it's, you're going to beat out somebody. I hope you beat out new England and Miami. I really do. Um, yep. Miami just went all in, but I hope that, that the jets are able to do so. Um, and uh, really be able to. I'd love to see them go and upset Kansas City. I think they have the defense that's able to do it. Just the um, offense. Yeah. I mean, can you score enough to do play in the two versus seven game? Let's I mean, just get there, man. I'll be drunk for two that's weeks. That's what I'm saying. Of that. And honestly, <laughs> yeah, that's what I, it's what do you need to make the playoffs right now? I mean, nine and eight can sometimes squeak yeah. it in. Yep, um, yep. Can the Jets get to that nine, 10 win? They have a defense good enough to do it. They're not going to do it by scoring a million points but if i was a jets fan the two things i would care the most about this season is continuing to stack wins with this defense and then finding out is zach wilson gonna be that guy or are we gonna have to invest in another uh quarterback this offseason if you guys get to that nine win ten win point and zach's still throwing these horrific interceptions and struggling well then maybe you have to uh draft someone at some point or bring in a middle Trade tier for somebody and, yeah. and give them some competition. So uh, if, if you can find a way to win and get some of that improvement, either way, that, that's the ultimate, ultimate. I like this point by Calgary mafia, Ty hundred percent of the Super Bowl winners have to make the playoffs first. That's right. So, I mean, dude, we wouldn't do it ourselves. We literally would not <laughs> do it ourselves. I mean, it just takes, it just, you never really, I don't think that Cincinnati team was anything special. No. Um, so, I mean, it just takes, a little couple things going your way in one possession games in the playoffs. I mean, that's, that's really all it is. Stack a couple of those, but I do think we'll see you. I'm going to hit you up in six weeks. We'll see you in the bills home game. Um, We'll see where we're at. We'll see if there's a big runaway. We'll see if the jets close the gap. We'll see if you're even in still in wildcard contention or better. Um, So kind of excited to see where six weeks takes us. Mike, give us, give us some final points for today. Final points, exciting trade deadline for the Bills. Getting um, getting Hines in the fold is a huge addition for the Bills, uh, especially in the passing game. Good to have Dean Marlowe back. This Jets matchup, who would have thought before the year that it would be 
between two teams with winning records. I'm excited for it. Um, I'm excited for the Jets fans to have a team that they're proud of at this point, and hopefully uh, it keeps on going. Kev, you think it's going to be a one-score game? I think it's going to be a little bit more separation than that, but I don't think that's necessarily uh, a bad thing for New York, even if they lose this game. Five and four at the nine-game point, I think you'll get back on track against New England in New England, and then just see where it goes from there. And I do want to promo something uh, very quick, um, an event that, uh, Going Deep Podcast is taking part in. Um, there's going to be a signing um, with Total Sports Buffalo. Uh, Taryn Johnson, Tyler Bass, um, November 12th. It's a Saturday. We're going to be giving out 10 tickets. So um, any of those in the comments, we'll, we'll go a little bit more uh, into that on social media uh, this week on the Cover One page on how to how to go and win some of those. But if you follow our account uh, at Going Deep Pod, and then uh, Total Sports uh, Entertainment Buffalo. And then uh, we'll be picking some winners throughout the week and next week uh, if you tune into our show. So uh, definitely want to see some people uh, engaging with that. And Ty, once again, appreciate you uh, being part of the show. Uh, I, I know your time is is worth it. So an hour of our show, we really do value that. So thanks once again. Yeah, guys, awesome, where, you, where we can find you this week. What's going on? Where, where, if we want to send some bills fans your way, what do you, what do you got working in terms of your days and, and where to find you? Uh, Joe, we're let's talk jets radio on YouTube, man at talk jets radio, Instagram and Twitter. We're live Mondays and Tuesdays. We stream sometimes the games on Sunday. If we don't go, we did. And we're just like fans, man. We have a good time uncensored. We just keep it real. We don't do a lot of real X's and O's. We're more of like a casual fun, uh, channel but uh that's what it man just and i appreciate you guys are awesome man i appreciate you guys having me on yeah anytime we're like once again we'll see if we can book some time in six weeks to kind of recap if what we were saying made sense if we we're totally off base <laughs> uh if it was uh jets upset we or if it was a the same team it, it'd be fun i would i would love uh if we were all on the same side for, for one of these games but nice. <laughs> uh to each their own you know yeah, and Ty, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, for everybody at the Going Deep podca uh, Podcast, Cover One Podcast Network, we have the film room coming up now, a special promo video from Greg Tomset and crew to talk about the discussions. We're going to be talking about their opinions on Naeem Hines, so stay tuned with that. Stay tuned to any of the updates, contract notes around him. Will the Bills keep him? Will he? How does he escalate to a fifth-round pick value, et cetera? So stay tuned to all of that. Uh, we really appreciate all the viewers, all the fun people coming on to say kind words about Tyson and Let's Talk Jets Radio. Uh, Elmo's, you know, wishing you farewell as well. Hi, but <laughs> I'm sure you'll see him soon. Um, but from the Going Deep podcast, the Cover One Podcast Network, and Let's Talk Jets Radio. We'll catch you in a couple of weeks to kind of recap everything that's going on. So we'll catch everybody very shortly. And uh, we'll have a recap for you next Tuesday at 7. And watch out for those promos on how to win a combo ticket. Taryn Johnson, Tyler Bass. Combo autographs here. And here's the thing. You, you get an autograph with both of them, any item you have. So these are going to be worth it. Uh, so keep a lookout on that. Appreciate you. And we'll talk to you guys all soon. Josh Allen, looking deep, going deep. To me, talking about the Bills, what else would you rather be doing? We're hoping to add a, a new dimension to the Cover One Network. Slings it deep down. Right now, I just want to talk about this championship level. I've never had a championship caliber team to talk about. I want to focus more on the storylines each week. What are the big stories going on with the Bills? What are uh, thoughts, commentary? How do these things impact Buffalo? Deep drop. Deep throw. And it is pulled in for the touchdown. Allen deep to 
end zone and caught for a touchdown. Play action. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.